In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'll be your host and Sherpa up and down Success Mountain today. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Glad to have you here and thanks for tuning in. You know, it's no secret that more people than ever before are building thriving businesses around uh, their personal brands, myself included. But why do some create six or even seven figure businesses while many others struggle to make a consistent income? Well, today's guest answers that question by sharing his proven eight step blue print that has helped build the brands for some of today's most influential thought leaders, as well as his own personal brand. He's got a brand new book, You Are the Brand, walks you through the process of creating a compelling personal brand to build your business around. Please welcome Mike Kim. Tony, it's good to be here. All who are tuning in, glad to be here. Hope to add some value to everyone today. I love it. All right. First question out the gate as we get ready to stretch and get up and down Success Mountain. Here we go. What is your definition of success? Living life on your terms. That's it. Now, those terms change. They can change. Hopefully get better as you grow and do the hard work of developing yourself. But to me, it's just life on your terms. And uh, that's why I started the business I did. I wanted life on my own terms. <laughs> All right. So you started the business because you wanted life on your own terms. Was there a place and time where it wasn't like that for you? And you felt? Yeah. 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 My background was, uh, well, for, for most of my life growing up, I was pretty involved, uh, in my local church. And so I had plans to go down that path. Then I transitioned into, uh, working at a company as their chief marketing officer for a couple of years. And that is definitely not something that I wanted to continue doing. I didn't want to continue going into work. So initially, Tony, for me, life was just, I wanted to get out of the present negative and move to a future positive. But you and I both know you can't just leave something. You have to walk towards something. And so that's what that was for me. No, I love that. It's it's so true. And, and most of us don't really know what we want when we want to grow up, right? A lot mm-hmm. of us are just like, playing. So what were some jobs prior to getting into the church and doing that other kind of stuff? What were kind of some of the things that you did for work growing up? I, uh, for a time was a telemarketer and I didn't ever think I was good at sales, but I was really good at it. (laughs) Um, and I was given a script and really that laid the foundation for a lot of what I do now in marketing and branding and sales, but I didn't realize it. Uh, so I was good on the phone there. I worked for an investment company and we were doing lots of telemarketing there. Uh, another telemarketing company I worked for, and this was while I was in college in between semesters and just trying to make some money and have something on my resume that looked better than uh, busing tables at a New Jersey diner, you know? And um, then I sold an industrial cleaning product, was really good on the phone, didn't realize that I was good at it, but my name was in the top three leaderboard almost every day. And I... I did work in the dining hall in college, 
you know, my local dining hall. And all of that was just kind of cloaked by, I'm not really sure what I'm made for or made to do. And we get all these questions about what's my destiny, what's my life's purpose, even at a young age. Um, but the thing that I think really helped was that I always surrounded myself with books. I always tried to learn things. I always tried to get a new perspective on stuff. And those were some of the jobs that I had before church. I actually also taught SATs, believe it or not, to high school kids, SATs and ACTs for their college entrance exams. Little did anyone know that I barely graduated high school. I hated you're school. Good at sales. Remember, you're good, good at sales. I was good at sales and I was good at teaching, to be honest. I think that was one of my superpowers. I could take complex things and just make them really simple because that's how I think. I'm a simplifier. So uh, I was able to do that. And that taught me a lot of soft skills in life. I mean, people ask me, how are you not scared of doing anything? I was like, you want scary? Go walk into a room and teach 30 high school kids at an after school place who do not want to be there at all. Like that's how you'll learn real quick to do things that uh, you can't necessarily do. So those are some of the odd jobs that I had before I stepped into what I do today. I love it. How long have you kind of been working in the lane you're in right now? About seven years, seven okay. years. Yeah. And it's been a journey and it was one of these, it was these slow journeys because once I, back in 2012, I stepped away from kind of what I was doing in church work and I was sort of in this in-between zone. I was like maybe 34 and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And I was like, I thought I was supposed to have this figured out by then. You know, what you're going to do with your life. And I was at this crossroads and I did what I just always do. I read a lot of books and I couldn't find anything, though, that really led me down the path of reinventing myself. There were books about finding a new job. I didn't want a new job. I just wanted a new life. And I, and I got frustrated because a lot of the personal development books, they would kind of talk about stuff, but never give you practical steps. And then business people who are authors and coaches and speakers, I love what they did, but they didn't give practical steps on how to, they built their own business. And so that's where really the struggle was for me. No, I, I love it. And I love the fact that you touched on, you know, personal development and also businesses, because a lot of times they talk about the idea of like, oh, here's some things to do, but they don't lay it out. Like you said, as like a, like, I want it to be like a board game. Like, this is where you start and this is where you end. And you, you win by being the guy who can do that as many times as possible, right? But mm -hmm. also help mm -hmm. others do the same. So I love the fact. And, you know, you watch even The Secret. You go take a book and a movie like The Secret. So what's The Secret? You know, I've watched it a hundred times. Like, what's The <laughs> Secret, right? And you're waiting for it and you realize, oh, wait. Oh, okay. I know what I need to do to become The Secret. I am The Secret. You're The Secret. So, Mike, you know, yeah. one of the things and why I was fascinated to have a conversation with you is a mutual friend of ours who I had no clue who he was pre-April of 2020 says, man, you really got to meet this guy, Mike. And you and I both personally have not met in person. We've had some conversations. I just love what you're up to. I love the fact that you said yes to wanting to come and share with my audience what you're up to and how to help them craft and, and kind of get a little bit of their brand kind of honed in because I, I believe I am the brand wherever I go, whatever I'm doing. I'm representing myself. It's a good thing and a bad thing, but it's the most powerful thing is the brand. And uh, that gentleman's name is Nick. Uh, he, he launched his own kind of company around brands. And one thing that I've learned from Nick is, you know, it's so important. And he, he, he transitioned to church life. And I, I don't know, maybe that's how you guys knew each other, but there comes a place where you got to reinvent yourself. And I really, I've, I've gone through that myself. You know, I was down in the the dumps, never thought I was going to do anything with my life. And I had to flip the switch. 
seven, eight years ago, that, that switch flipped for you and things began to change and then got out the gate and you started going through and, and you've written some other books as well. This is really the first one. I wrote one back in my ministry days. Uh, <laughs> so that one doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> I was co-authored with a friend of mine. Um, but I love what you're saying about reinventing yourself and being the brand. Cause the reality is we all have a brand. You, so you might as well be a better one. You know, us older guys, we call it a reputation. And so this, this idea of branding is all about identity. When people ask me, what is a personal brand? Branding is all about identity. We all know that branding really originated with farmers burning a mark onto their livestock to say, this is my cattle. This is my cow. Only later did it expand into business. And there was this potter in the 1700s, Josiah Wedgwood. And he won this pottery competition hosted by Queen Charlotte. And the dude was a genius. He then called all his pottery Queensware. Mm. So he's like, he, he, he started to brand his own stuff. Now, we look at today's world and we talk about personal brand. What is a personal brand? And if I have to give you a definition, it doesn't matter whether you are an entrepreneur, a CEO, you're in mid-management at your company, you're a leader at a church, or you're just husband or wife to your fa- in your family. You have a brand, you have a reputation, you have an identity. So a personal brand is an identity that's a composite of your ideas, your expertise, your reputation, and your personality. And in some instances, your image. And it has nothing to do with whether you're, quote unquote, the best. Dude, there are reasons why some people like Peyton Manning more than Tom Brady, or they like LeBron James more than Kobe Bryant. It's not about who's the best player. There's something deeper. There's, there's something about why I like Taylor Swift more than Katy Perry, why I like this newscaster more than that newscaster. We see this all the time. And so a personal brand is just this forward-facing, front-facing identity. And if you want to build a business around that brand, then there are some other steps involved because it's so vague. It's so ethereal. It's intangible. I know a little bit about what you do with filament companies and all this sort of thing. You open a pizza shop down the restaurant. It's pretty clear what you do. Right. You know, but if you're a quote unquote coach or an expert or a speaker or a guru or a creator, these are all intangible things. So I'm in the business of helping people create impact with their ideas, get their message heard and take apart what makes them who they are and what we can highlight. So it's a lot of fun, but yeah, it's, it's a vague world. And that's why I wrote the book and why I've done what I've done for the last seven, eight years. Yeah, no. And and it's, it's really cool because the forward and just the people who have put their name on the project and even endorsed you, I love it. And one of the things that, you know, it's during this kind of pandemic we went through, we, we heard about the the shortage of Popeye chicken sandwiches. Remember that there was like a shortage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're telling me their sandwich is better than, you know, X, Y, and Z. Oh, they had a really amazing brand around them and some really creative marketing. So let's get a little bit into um, the reasons uh, you have a blueprint, but the reasons that you really thought it was necessary in this day and age, you know, I believe your book is the modern day business card. I think it's really, really cool. So first and foremost, congratulations. I'm super proud of you. I know you said you wrote one back in the day. You <laughs> said it was almost like going through like the birthing process because there's so yeah. much going on in your world that I put this book out. But I just, let me hold you in that space for a moment. Just congratulate you on your hard work because uh, it's not easy. And uh, I'm really, really proud of you. 
Um, so let's talk about uh, your book and what did it, what was the journey like for you? Can you give me a little bit of the journey? Yeah. So this, um, this book, I signed the book deal about five years ago and that sounds crazy. I, I signed the book deal in 2016 and I was like, I just started full-time in my business about seven months earlier. I left the CMO position where I was making good money and I stepped out into this entrepreneurship world, you know, that I'd been slowly building as a side hustle. Four bedroom house, bro, outside of New York City. This is where I'm supposed to have my kids, my family. My personal life goes sideways, right? My wife of 10 years says, I don't want to be married anymore. Now, all that to say, we're, we're friends. It's all good, right? We just were young, couldn't figure things out. And so I just did not have this creative energy to write this book. And honestly, for, for a couple of years, I resented the whole situation because I was like, I could have written this book years ago. My career would have changed. My life would have changed. Uh, I would have been on a different track. We were supposed to have these, you know, our kids and the family and blah, 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 blah. And writing this book was actually very therapeutic and also difficult because it was leading me through a process of grief of a life that never materialized the way that I thought it would, right? And yet the book is a hundred times better because I waited five years. The connections I've made, you mentioned some of the people who put their name on the book and endorsed it. All of these relationships were built during the last five years. The expertise that I gained, honing my skills. This is really just proven stuff that I've worked with through working with clients, you know, created through working with clients. And so it's that process for me, anytime you create something that is an authentic expression of who you are in the inside, you pay a price for it. You really do. It's a difficult thing to do. And a lot of folks will ask, well, why'd you write the book? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give a fluff answer. I wrote it because I wanted to, I, it was the, I had to, it was like, I would not be proud of myself at 80 years old and look back and say, I'm really glad I never wrote that book. Now I wrote the book for people to, I wrote it in a way that will serve people. But dude, I look at this book and I, the first time I held it in my hands, I said, this really cost me my life for the last eight years. This is eight years of my life in this book. A lot of expensive lessons to learn. And I'm proud that I wrote it. Now I hated every minute of it. <laughs> writing it. I hated every minute of it, but holding it in my hands, I'm very, very happy that it's done. And now I can give a gift to the world that I could never have bought. No one could have bought this from me. I had to pay the price. And I think that's a beautiful process, you know, to be I honest. Love it. Yeah. Muhammad Ali said, you know, he hated every minute of training, but man, he loved the fight. Yeah. And now and that it's after done, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And the book really is, you know, we, we live in this world of personal branding and this, this phrase gets thrown a lot of, around a lot. And what's funny is when I started my business seven years ago, people are like, Mike, nobody understands what you mean by a personal brand. You should go niche down into something else. I'm like, no, I think this is going to be a big thing. And lo and behold, now all these companies are even talking about this phrase, personal brand. They're teaching it in colleges everywhere. And yet what's happened, especially over the last four to five years, is that the, the, the idea of personal branding has become image-based. Instagram and YouTube, we can thank those channels for that, right? <laughs> and so what I see in, in this space is people try to build this identity, this personal brand, one of two ways, and both of them don't work, right? Neither of them work. The first is a group of people who present a false version of themselves. 
Now to the extreme, and this happens in my industry in marketing and, and, and so on and so forth. These are the people who rent a mansion on Airbnb, stage a photo shoot and imply that it's their house. And they're, they're just presenting a false version of themselves. And these folks do not realize, they don't understand that you are not owed attention. You have to earn it, right? They just think that they put on a, a nice veneer and they're going to get all the attention they want. On the flip side, we have this whole other contingent of people who overshare in the name of authenticity. It's too much information. These are people who are selling their struggles. They're not actually selling a solution. They're not becoming a better version of themselves. They are like people who, um, like if you've ever driven down the, the, the highway and there's a car wreck, there's an accident and you have rubbernecking happening in the traffic. Yeah, they get attention, but it's short lived and people just move on. And neither of these work, right? So what I say is that if you're going to build a brand and be intentional about being a brand, not even necessarily building a business around it, you just want to be a better leader. You want to be a better uh, a person in the, in the spheres of influence that you're in, ask yourself, can I build a campfire around what I'm sharing? That's the litmus test. And what I mean by that is your content, is your voice, is your influence, is your leadership? Is it warm? Is it inviting? Is it a light of hope in a, in a night of darkness? Is it a place where people can share stories? Is it a people that, is it stuff that you can build a community around? Are you somebody that people want to hang out with for an evening at a campfire and hang out with? That's really the litmus test. And that's the, the heart behind the book. You're the brand, so you might as well be a better one. Don't try to shortchange it. Don't try to shortcut the process. I love it. Hey guys, we are chatting today with Mike Kim, a brand new book. Uh, you are the brand. We're going to come back and chat more, but he gave you really a one-on-one -on -one view. Like you're either over here and you're the rubbernecker. I love that. That's a really great way to kind of say, Hey, look, you're, you're watching and you're, you're telling everybody about the problem, but you're not coming up with some solutions. Right. And then you're the false person who rents the, you know, the mansion, the Airbnb, and you're like, hey, look at me, but yeah, what have you done? You got some money and some friends together and you got a mansion and now you're telling everybody what they're doing. The bottom's gonna fall out. Mm -hmm. And I believe legacy isn't built in a day. Legacy is built in a lifetime. It's the dash in between the day you are born and the day you die. And, and every day that legacy is being shaped. So why don't you become the best brand you possibly can be and lead generations. And I also love the piece that Mike talked about you know, in the darkness, be the light, right? And uh, I have a very simple saying. It says, you know, every day I put batteries in a flashlight and pave the way for my children. If they choose to walk the path, at least they'll know where they're going because the path has been done and lit for them. So you guys stick around today. We are just getting started with our special guest, Mike Kim on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. We're going to take a quick break. And since Tony's taking one, let's take one together. Let's take a deep breath. Wherever you are, feel those ribs expand that chest lifts towards your chin. Let's do it now. That feels good, right? That's one of over 23,000 breaths you're gonna take today. You don't even think about it, but you're focused on that one. That's life, that's rejuvenation. That's the moment right here. And thanks for doing that with me. We all matter, those breaths matter. Let's remember them. And let's get back to the show. 
Hey, we are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. I got to tell you, Mike, this is awesome. Good stuff. Coming into the break, talking about just some really good, you know, practical, tangible things that people can think about. You know, I scroll through Instagram and I hit the unfollow button more than I probably hit the like button these days because what I'm seeing is people not really being themselves. And I, and I, and I, I take it back to a point when my wife and I were we were on the therapist couch and we were going through some pretty tough stuff and counseling. And, and I remember my wife, you know, saying to the therapist, her name was Candy saying, you know, I just want the old Tony back. And I said, no, you don't. The old Tony's gone. The new Tony is the one that's in front of you. And everybody on any given day can create the new version of themselves. They can move from the job, the relationship. They, they can begin again and they have to just, a hundred percent buy-in. This isn't something that you can dabble in. If you, this is a, I'm a full believer. I wasn't a farmer for, you know, 47 plus years of my life and I'm learning how to be one today. And I had to fully embrace, I couldn't buy land and then go, I wonder if I need a tractor. I'm like, I better get a tractor. Cause there's a lot of land that I need to cover. And so I had to learn and I'm learning every single day. I'm not trying to be a poser, but I'm asking a lot of questions. And in branding, there's a lot of times that people get stuck. They don't know what to do. And Mike, you've written a book. You are the brand. It's, it's available in uh, July, on July 13th. Uh, and so you can go ahead and pre-order it. You can find it now at youarethebrandbook.com. So youarethebrandbook.com. It's available also on Amazon. I get it. Get ready because it's going to change your life. I, I've been just getting a glimpse of his genius from Nick and then starting to talk to Mike and then watching, you know, I, I called Mike personally. I'm like, Mike, you got a great voice, man. Like he was in the studio doing the audio version. And I'm like, this is great. And I remember a conversation a couple of weeks back. You're like, so like they called me and they're telling me I need to do this and that. And he's like, I think I'm going to leave it because it's just authentic. That is also something that is missing in branding today. Let's talk about authenticity not the rubbernecker authenticity and sharing over sharing and, and not the poser up on the hill, but the authentic you and how that has really shaped kind of this book and the momentum that you're getting already. Yeah. You know, I think this word authenticity gets thrown around a lot and I love authenticity, but what most people don't understand is there's a fine line between authenticity and transparency. You were very authentic with us. You said my wife and I were sitting on the therapist couch and but you didn't give us the gory details. Have you ever scrolled through Facebook and someone posts a picture of their nasty pus filled toe after they've stubbed it on a hiking dude, unfollow and block. I mean, that's too much information. I don't need to see that while I'm walking around in the middle of my day, just scrolling through Facebook while I'm online, ready to pick up a Popeye's chicken sandwich, you know? And that's what I'm talking about. Now you can be authentic and say, I'm struggling. This isn't easy you know, sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's not, but the gory details, is that going to lend anyone any help? Is that going to lead anyone down? Can you build a campfire around your pus filled nasty toe? No, you can't. Right. So I'm not saying never share anything bad or never share anything, any of the struggles, just realize and ask yourself, is this adding value to people? Is this something that people can resonate with? We talk so much about putting our best self forward. And I think people are getting tired of it. It's the new religion, this positivity, you know, Instagram positivity, you know, candy, cotton candy positivity, right? Post a meme and 
and that's how the world is, right? Or should be. We're, we've become idealistic. We don't realize that we need to work hard or we need to have an opinion about something. A lot of folks will ask, where do I even start with this then? And my first response is you have to formulate a point of view. And Tony, we've had our points of view and self-expression beaten out of us by life. And in fact, the folks who struggle the most in starting the kind of business where they're sharing their ideas and thoughts usually come from the most highly regulated industries, doctors, lawyers, um, uh, government, military, teachers, because finance, there's this thing called regulatory and compliance in those, in those fields. And you get your wrist slapped anytime you share anything that you really believe in. And when people enter into this space, um, there are experts out there, but people follow leaders. They don't follow experts. And the first step to all this is to formulate your point of view. And so I just ask people three questions, simple questions. I'm from Jersey, so I use a little, I'm a little saltier, right? But what pisses you off? What breaks your heart, number two? And number three, what's the big problem you're trying to solve? And by that, I mean, these are emotional words. These are emotional questions. What pisses you off is the injustice you see in the world. What breaks your heart is the compassion you have for people or for a cause. What's the big problem you're trying to solve? That's your business. That's your organization. That's your leadership. That's your role. Because we all know business is nothing more than solving a problem for a profit. And there are problems that are not profitable to solve, which is why we have nonprofits and we need nonprofits. But if I can't reverse engineer the answers to those three questions after looking at your brand after just a few minutes, something's wrong. If you deconstruct the messages of the most talked about experts, gurus, politicians, athletes, celebrities, and you can actually answer those questions, that's branding. They have a clear point of view. They've drawn a line in the sand and, say, and, and have said, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. I can actually do that with you. You know, I, I met you through Nick. I picked up the Be Fulfilled journal, my favorite journal ever. And I'm not just saying that, dude. I tell everybody about it. But I'm like, I can tell what ticks Tony Grebmeyer off. I can tell what breaks his heart. I can see it in his content. I can read it. I can feel it in his voice. And so the problem you're trying to solve through this podcast, through the journal, is to really help people wake up, step into their best self, and understand that fulfillment doesn't, doesn't you don't find fulfillment living at this low frequency in life. Because you've been there. And everything that you shared, your personal stories, create context for the content that you share. And that's why it works. I love it. And I appreciate it. And I'll take that endorsement. Mike Kim, by the way, thank you for the <laughs> Be Fulfilled Journal endorsement. Um, I love I love it. And a couple of things we're going to do. So I have watched kind of you decide that your PS5 is the person you're going to date for a while. Um, <laughs> they get your attention. They get your time. They're never late. They're always ready. You, you know, it's like, hey, let's go. So I do something that I love uh, on this podcast and I call it the fulfillment round. Um, there's no lying, no BSing, just be you, be authentic, have some fun, play around. If you don't know, please don't pass. One person in all of my years of doing this has passed. Other than that, just make it up and have some oh, bring fun. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm going to have some fun with this. I love this. So here, here's the deal. The listeners, the people who follow you are going to know new things about you. Okay. 
So some of the questions may be really basic, but the idea is so people know a little bit more about you. Okay. All right. So all I need from you is I am ready. And then I'll run you right into the fulfillment round. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The fulfillment round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right. What was the uh, original title to your book that you were thinking besides the one that you went with? Pivot. Cool. I'm glad you uh, chose uh, You Are the Brand because I think it's <laughs> so important. And I'm glad you did pivot. Um, all right. Uh, you had a chance to go through any drive through in the United States. No matter where you are at, what would you choose? Chick-fil-A. What would you order? That number two, the uh, Supreme Classic Chicken Sandwich. That thing is money. And do you put sauce on it? Do you get any side sauces? Honey, honey mustard def- and a lemonade. And I don't know what it is about all that. Yeah, Have you tried the, the, the frosted lemonades? Nope. Oh, my gosh. I, re- I'm a I, man I, I only try the diet frosted lemonade. But if, if you'll take me up on this recommendation, get the diet frosted lemonade. All right. I'll try it. Cool. You're in your car. You're on your way to Chick-fil-A. You just got done hanging out with your girl, the PS5. It's <laughs> on, on your like, you know, audio whatever we have in vehicles these days are on your, you know, your phone. Are you listening to hip hop or R and B? If it's between those two hip hop. Okay. If it's hip hop, what would you be listening to when you're out and about? Like, what would that be for you? It'd be Jay-Z New York. And Alicia. Uh, awesome. All right. <laughs> so give me a story about Nick. Give you a story about Nick. Okay. We were hanging out in San Diego after a social media marketing world, you know, conference. And this is, we're out and about at night. They had rented out the entire nightclub okay, for the, for the conference. I go on stage and I kill it. Frank Sinatra karaoke my way. I can kill that song. I mean, I murder, I mean, like in a good way, I kill it. So now all these people are talking to me. And he is totally trying to fend people off. <laughs> He's like, you need to stay away from these, these women. They're crazy. That's my man. He had my back. It's like, nah, that is awesome. So uh, your way, huh? By Frank Sinatra. Can you give us a bar? Can you give us a little bit of it? Uh, yes, there were times I thought you knew when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up. And spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall and did it my way. That's probably a higher key, but there you go. Wow! Through my on on cue. So Frank Sinatra is rolling over in his grave, going, "Man, that was pretty damn yeah. good." Hey, so um, all right. So when are you coming to Denver? Man, that's a good that's a good question. In the fall. Can we get it like a month? Can we get a time? Can you, we, we book reservations at a, like, you know, um, some nice hotel for a nice dinner, hanging out with you? November. All right. Sometime in November. Early November. It's after the eight. That's all I need. Okay. 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 All right. Um, Mom and dad, parents, family, when they look at you, what are the things that they, they mention they say about, about you, their son? 
They say these days, I'm proud of you and I'm glad you're happy. And it's funny because neither of my parents were very expressive towards me. My mom is a very low key person and my dad was hyper emotional. And for most of my life, and we, a lot of people tend to do this. They look at what they didn't get from their parents, but they, they look that way too long. I'm 42 now. And they both are very, very straightforward. And I'm really proud of you. I'm really glad you're happy. I'm so happy. You're happy. And I'm very fortunate to have that, but also I can't look back and be like, well, I wish you were like this when I was six years old, dude, that time's passed. I'm a grown man. You know, it's like, they can't give me any more. Like I, I have everything that I could have wanted. So really um, that process over the, over the last couple of years, especially over the last 10 years, there's no way in integrity. I could say to myself, like, look, I'm a victim or look, I didn't never got what I needed. They've given me what I, I've always dreamt of maybe 20 years later than I wanted but I have it. And that's what they would say. I love it. I, um, I talked to my mom this morning. She's in the UK and I'm here and we chat and, and she reminds me of the things that I'm up to. And just, she, she's a good encourager for me. I, I need, you know, some people go, Oh, I don't want to be reminded. I'm like, no, you know, my childhood was the setup that I needed to become the person that I was created to be. It just took me a while. And it sounds like, you know, it took a while for them to finally say it, but I guarantee you, if you ask your mom and your dad, They've been proud of you all along. And they just finally know how to, to say it now where it's an impact on your life. Um, two more questions and then we're going to flip. Netflix, they're making a lot of you know documentaries, sitcoms, and TV shows. They, they know that you're busy. They call your PR team. they like, I know we can't get Mike right now to do this show. So we need somebody from Hollywood to come and fill the role. Who would you cast to be Mike Kim? It's got to be a Korean guy. <laughs> You know what? I'll take uh, Henry Golding. The dude was in, he was in Crazy Rich Asians, and he's he just got a Marvel. He got a Marvel. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, not- GI Joe. GI Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing guy. Snake Eyes. That guy. We're about the same build. He's not fully Asian. I think he's half Caucasian or something. But yeah, that would be the guy. I wouldn't mind that guy. He's a good-looking dude. All right. Here's a vision statement for you. When you think about your book, where do you see it? in one year. So July 13th, 2022, what are some future thinking ideas that you have around your book where it's going to take you? So just let's brainstorm for a little minute on where do you think that book's taking you? And then in a one year, 365. Well, I think it'll be a a bestseller. We're gunning for the wall street journal and USA bestseller lists, building a certification program around it. And I think because of the accolades of the book, it will actually open some more doors internationally. That's actually one of my big desires to go into the Asian American market or the English speaking Asian market, Uh, Singapore, um, that part of the world, Philippines, where English is very, very commonly spoken. I'm Korean, but I don't speak Korean very well. And typically Korea, China, and Japan are very closed off to speaking. They don't really want to learn English. But these other countries who have a history of you know, Singapore, huge, huge amount of British history there. Right. And I've been there a number of times. And so I really want to empower that part of the world as well, as well as Asian Americans here stateside. And so I've been getting involved with some groups. What's funny is that I'm the old guy. So they're like, Oh, we're all like 20 something and we're killing it in real estate and business and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm, I'm like the old guy to them, but I'm okay with that. Hey, 
you know what? You just have more wisdom in the world. And, and that's what I tell my team when I'm sitting down having conversations with them. I'm like, look, you're probably better than me. I just have been here a little bit longer than you. So let's, let's help one another to get better. Yeah. So I love that yeah. from the 23, 26 year old real estate guy, 42 year old Mike crushing it. So people, you can go get the book and pre-order it at you are the brand book.com. You can go check it out on Amazon. If you're not following Mike, follow him. Just don't post a puffy toe with pus coming out of it. He'll unfollow you faster than he friended you. Also just kudos to you, man, living that dream. I know five years ago you signed the deal. It took some time, but I know that COVID was really helpful for you in a lot of ways too. It helped you to kind of get some of these things going. And a lot of times, I think I heard today the thing that I needed to hear most. When we get still enough, we can hear our heartbeat. And when we can hear our heartbeat, we can operate from a place where we know, hey, I don't want to have that 80-year-old regret. I don't want to get to that place in my life where I wish I would have done something. I'm glad that you stayed true to who you are. It took a little while, but you know, grapes take a while to get to the point where they're ready to be harvested too. They you know, no one plants a, a grapevine and tomorrow they make wine. It takes time. So thank you so much for just being a guest today on the show. His name is Mike Kim. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Check out youarethebrandbook.com. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrebmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever.